the perfect combination of versatile athleisure and training apparel has arrived. Thanks to the visionary minds of New Balance, Clutch Athletics, and Rich Paul, the designs reflect the heart of the athlete and the spirit of the community. With rising defensive football stars Will Anderson and Chase Young on the roster, Clutch Athletics brings the best innovative gear to all athletes, giving them style and performance on and off the field. Learn more and purchase Clutch Athletics at NewBalance.com. Welcome back to the Cover 3 Podcast with your hosts, Danny Cannell, Chip Patterson, Barton Simmons, and Tom Fernelli. It's your call for the best college football coverage from National Signing Day to the National Championship and everything in between. CBS Sports presents the Cover 3 Podcast. And welcome back to the Cover 3 Podcast here on CBS Sports. That's Barton Simmons. That's Tom Fernelli. I'm Chip Patterson here on a Tuesday night. The new batch of college football playoff rankings are out. We've got takes. Uh, Just to run down, in case you haven't gotten a chance to see them, Alabama, Notre Dame, Clemson, Ohio State. Boom, right there. And then we got Texas A&M at 5, Florida at 6, Cincinnati at 7, Georgia at 8, Iowa State up four spots to number 9, Miami at 10. Uh, Other notables throughout the top 25, BYU checks in at number 13, Oklahoma two spots ahead of them at 11. Uh, You've got Coastal Carolina still undefeated at 9-0, down at 18. And then uh, down near the bottom of the rankings, Billy Napier in Louisiana after not getting ranked in the first set of rankings. I don't think Louisiana played last week, right? Is that just a sort of a, a reconsideration, no, they, reshuffling? They played. They played. They played. They beat ULM 70 to 20. 70 to 20 got their attention. Out goes Texas and comes Louisiana. <laughs> um, lots to get to here. And uh, I guess the there, here's what um, the things I, I, I know that I would like to get into. And of course, I want to curious to hear y'all's thoughts. I think that we have to talk about Ohio State. Kind of feels like um, the big old big nut in the room. Uh, the ACC made a little bit of news on Tuesday night. I don't know if you guys have seen this. Okay, but yeah, let's let's talk about the ACC's decision making here and what it means for the college football playoff. Uh, and Oklahoma and Iowa State, where are they? Is there Big Twelve belief? And then, of course, uh, the BYU Cincinnati predicament. So, what's what's burning on y'all's minds as uh, we sit here on Tuesday night, looking at a fresh batch of rankings? The ACC is rigging its title game. Oh, it's good. It's real just, good. Sorry, Miami. It doesn't matter now. I mean, the odds of Miami getting there were slim to none as it is, but it's just. And there are still odds. If Clemson, as a 22-point favorite in Blacksburg, loses to Virginia Tech, then Miami is still in it. And all Miami has to do is win out where it could have North Carolina. They would have to beat Duke this weekend and North Carolina on December 12th to be able to jump ahead of Clemson. If they lose either one of those games, then Clemson, which is wrapping up its schedule, that is the announcement. Notre Dame and Clemson, are done after this weekend. No mm-hmm. December 12th makeup games. We're not even asking for a 10th ACC game. And this was a decision that was made by the athletic directors of the ACC who voted to say, we want all of our ACC championship game participants to have the same number of games. And we've decided that that's nine. So Clemson and Notre Dame essentially are going to get a bye week before the ACC championship game so that they can get healthy and they can play a competitive game and get two teams in to the college football playoff. Pretty convenient. 
pretty convenient because now you've basically got it set up to where Clemson and Notre Dame again are very highly likely to be playing in the ACC championship. And you've got a situation that increases your chances to get two teams in the playoff. Somebody's eating or what's the saying about cake? Having it and eating it too. Isn't that the same thing? Having your cake and eating it too. Yeah. I mean, if you're having cake, what else are you doing with it? Like, well, you can have, you can have it to look at a beautiful decorated cake as a piece of art, or you can eat it and then it's gone. You don't have it anymore. Well, see, that's that's only something that can happen with cake because it is inferior to pie and nobody buys a pie just to stare at it. But True. you could buy a cake to just stare at it because you don't always want to eat cake. Facts. That's right. Pies are, pies are busted. Um, I think this is this is this is sort of funny, yeah. I guess. Like I don't know, maybe that's my reaction to it. Just like this is what's happening. This is this is really what's happening. This is twenty twenty. And the ACC has just decided. And I, I, so, to be clear, Chip, is is there there's sort of public messaging that oh, it's just because we want everyone to have the cons- a consistent number of na- of games. Yes, they haven't be- acknowledged that this is going uh, to present a bye week opportunity for both Notre Dame and uh, and Clemson. No, the the public messaging is that we decided that we're going to be deciding this by win percentage. And right now we've got a scheduling issue where Clemson is refusing to go to Florida state on December 12th and where Notre Dame has this wake forest date and wake forest has another date looming. Like there was, there were a couple pieces of scheduling adjustments that allowed for some of these other ACC teams to get more games in because of this, but it conveniently allowed for that bye week before the final game. So if Clemson's refusing to go to Florida State, is it not fair to argue that Clemson's scared of Florida State? Well, then Virginia is too, because I think nobody <laughs> wants any piece of the Knowles right now. <laughs> so it's, yeah, the public messaging is, you know, we said at the beginning, this was going to be based on win percentage. We've gotten here near the finish line. We want to be able to judge these three teams. And in the release, they spell it out. They're like, nobody else is in the running for this. It is just Clemson, Notre Dame, and Miami. And we want them all to have the same number of conference games. So we're just chopping it off at nine. And whoever finishes with the the best uh, record um, of those nine and with all the tiebreakers, you're in. Notre Dame has the tiebreakers, which is why Notre Dame's in. So in that sense, it doesn't really matter. Like Miami can still get in, right? Yeah, Clemson has to lose. Yeah. Clemson yeah, clinches so, a spot. So nothing's changed in terms of Miami's uh, ability to get in. Yeah, it has to win out, and Clemson has to lose. Right. Yeah. So but they're 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 wrapping it up for Notre Dame. They're saving Notre Dame the possibility of losing a game. They're giving them one less opportunity to lose. So Notre Dame's scared of Dave Clawson is what it's about. Yeah, Notre Dame's scared to wake. It's because you it's one less Notre Dame game you get to pick against Chip. Uh, <laughs> but th- this I'll be. I mean, to me. It's clear that this is they were coming up against an issue where Notre Dame was going to have to play a game that weekend. Clemson was refusing to play a game. And so the only way they can make this work is if they just say, you know what? Y'all are going to be our, our attendees anyways. Give you an extra bye week. Let's roll. I just it makes you wonder like what's next? What other conferences are going to just start sort of getting a little crafty? and try to figure out whether it's the SEC, you know, can they add an extra bye week in there for Alabama somewhere? They don't want them to go into that college football playoff all beat up. Uh, I, I wouldn't imagine that's going to happen, but it is, it is, it, it does, it does seem to be very um, manipulated, I guess, 
Uh, it was voted on. It was it was submitted as a recommendation by the football oh. subcommittee, and those ACC athletic directors voted it in to make it happen. Boy, that that Zoom probably lasted seventeen minutes. Like how many? <laughs> how many coaches? Period. Head coaches, and I, I'm not even to tell whether you're zero and eight or six and two. How many coaches is ready to be like? You know what? Like let's yeah, I just want to a call lot. this season. Like let's just see. Like I think we know where this is going. You know, th- so this team's gonna win. We're gonna lose. Let's just let's just wrap it up, guys. I mean, and that kind of feels like what what the ACC is doing in a, in a way. Yeah, and, and we're seeing it all over the place, not just with coaches, but with the players. I mean, look at how many players are just opting out this week. It's like I feel like everybody yeah. was doing it. They got through. They had Halloween. Now they get to Thanksgiving and everybody's kind of like, I, I feel like there's probably some of it was for players that were stuck in their dorm rooms for Thanksgiving, not able to go home and not able to be with family. There was a whole lot of just sitting there like, dude, what the hell am I even here still for? Like, we got nothing to play for. I'm done. I'm out. Which I understand. Yeah. <laughs> I don't blame a single one of them. I get it. I get it. Um, so, yeah, the ACC is looking as though thanks to its and the this would not be so Clemson's going to beat Virginia Tech and I'm not going to pick against Notre Dame because Syracuse already had its fastball and they spiked it on third down, on fourth down. Like Syracuse had a chance to be able to like have that rally around a win moment. It ain't going to happen against uh, Notre Dame. So uh, you give me the Irish and I might even lay all those like 34 points. Again, Clemson is the 22 point favorite. It is looking like the ACC has a decent chance. And look, we'll see. Notre Dame could beat Clemson. That's the other thing is we're playing this out with a lot of like, and Clemson's going to beat Notre Dame. Notre Dame could beat Clemson. Yeah. Like Notre Dame could beat Clemson. And then all of a sudden uh, things open up. No. You don't think things open up? What happened to the ACC today, Chip? We just talked about it. What makes you think the playoff isn't going to do the same damn thing? I think I think a two-loss Clemson team that's lost twice to Notre Dame could, close. could get beat by a two-loss Big 12 champ the way that Iowa State jumped up into the top 10 and Oklahoma, the college football playoff regular, who has his own glass that when Oklahoma walks into the playoff bar, bar keeps like, yo, Sooners, you want the regular? And they just, you know, pour it and slide it down the bar. But if if it's going to be a two-loss team in that fourth spot, which two-loss team is the most attractive? Is it the one who lost two games, both to the number two team in the country, one of which without their starting quarterback? Or is it the two-loss Oklahoma team that lost to Iowa State lost to Kansas state, or it will be the two loss Florida team that, you know, lost it has good losses in A&M and Alabama. So I would say Florida has a better chance of getting that fourth spot than Oklahoma would at that point. But again, we've already seen that they're not punishing Clemson for that loss without Trevor Lawrence on the road at Notre Dame. They've still got him at number three. I think they lose and they lose close. And I don't want to make this argument every single week, but if they lose the ACC championship game close, I think they're still going to be in. I think the top four right now are the four that are in. You Unless you Ohio State, you think Clemson will lose Notre Dame twice and they'll get in? As long as it's close, because again, only one of those losses will have been with Trevor Lawrence. I think that a two-loss Oklahoma team that has not lost since the very beginning of the season, like the Kansas State and the uh, Iowa State loss, those are like if you want to play the like who was in there, like. No Ronnie Perkins, no Ramondre Stevenson. Like, you could play the personnel game 
for Oklahoma, and you could talk yourself if you really want the Sooners to get in there in that situation. You could talk yourself into that, especially if they got to avenge the Iowa State loss in the Big Twelve Championship game. What's up, Danny? What's up, hey, fellas? Danny? We Danny, why is about- scared to come play you guys? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Florida State. And, and the fact that nobody wants to mess with them right now has totally thrown the ACC up in the air to the point where, like, they're just calling the season and saying, let's just end it now. Clemson, Notre Dame, you're in. Oh, it is. I mean, Florida State is definitely what people are – no one wants that smoke. I mean, that's what it's all about. <laughs> and they're just they're reworking the whole schedule for it. I feel like I hijacked the conversation. I like what I heard, though, because I think – do you guys agree that the Big 12 – like kind of is back in the mix all of a sudden, a little, or get at least getting a little bit closer to the conversation. Is that where you guys I, were? Iowa State goes to the top ten for beating the uh, Texas, just a a Texas team Texas that they team. bounced. That was the other thing yeah. is I was looking for two things for the Big Twelve. I wanted to see where Oklahoma State was and where Texas was, and Oklahoma State checks in at fifteen. Texas gets bounced. Like it almost doesn't. It doesn't make sense that you would both bounce Texas and move Iowa State up four spots and you also, can't even tell me that thing for Oklahoma because now they get a chance to beat a top 10 team like you right. would, you'd almost if you're Oklahoma you would rather them jump you like mm-hmm. you feel good about that all right like come on yeah get Plus, ahead of me so this gonna feel even better when I beat you another kind of thing to think about for the Oklahoma case if like now they've got the chance to beat a top 10 Iowa State team you will you notice outside the big 12 or in the same conference but outside the teams competing for the conference title Oklahoma State moved up eight spots this week too. Oklahoma State's up at 15. So now suddenly that Oklahoma win is better on the resume. So it's, yeah, this was a very good week, I think, for the Big 12 champions, but I still don't think they're great. Oklahoma State win over Texas Tech. Yes. Serious, serious resume building stuff there. (laughs) Um, Also, a good note from, uh, from Coca, Louisiana showing up in the top 25, now gives Iowa State an additional top True. 25 win. No, top 25. Top loss. 25 good loss. loss. Good loss. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Good, yeah. Loss. good loss. Matter. Yeah. Six, I mean, not as 16 good as, spots behind a team at beat. <laughs> not, not as good as uh, North Carolina's good loss. Oh, which got them moved up two spots, right? Yeah. 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 That's, that's I didn't even notice that until now. Yeah. But I, I, th- I think that is a sign of the committee's respect for Notre Dame. Like, I think this was about Notre Dame and their kind of love for Notre Dame, that Notre Dame looks to be solidifying their case. If they lose to Clemson, it almost Still feels in. like a lock that you're going to see, you know, Notre Dame, Clemson, number three. All right. So I, I think that Alabama's probably in no matter what happens in the SEC championship game. I think Notre Dame is in no matter what happens in the ACC championship game. Blow, even uh, seven, let's say sixteen point loss. Yeah, I still think so. I I think this is about Notre Dame. I think I think that you're right, Danny. Like I think that this whole rankings update is about jumping on the idea that Notre Dame is the other team that is on that number one tier. That is that there is a debate for number one. So with that affinity for Notre Dame and the possibility that you could see two ACC teams and Bama. Are we looking like who's the odd man out? If somehow Florida shocks the world and beats Bama, then it's two ACC two SEC, right? Correct. Ohio state. I think that actually is the easiest out for the committee. If that's the case. That's probably true. So, so what we haven't gotten a chance to talk about Ohio state yet, because it sure felt like on the broadcast that, 
it was it got real reckless. Like, did were y'all watching on ESPN? Yeah, I saw it. Yeah. yeah, Reese Davis had to like wrangle everybody. They were talking reckless, like this was the Cover Three podcast, talking about how Michigan was tanking the rest of the season just to keep Ohio State out. And Reese Davis was like, "If y'all are being facetious, that's okay, but I need to give y'all a chance to clarify. Like, Michigan has positive COVID t- like cases right now. There is." There is not, at least on this side of this call here on the Cover 3 podcast, I do not believe that Michigan would actually tank the game to keep Ohio State out of the playoff. So so they were going all Dabo Sweeney on them. Yeah, that's (laughs) that's the thing. Herbie Herbie said on the show, he said he's talking, he's talked to coaches who thinks teams are quote-unquote opting out of the games just to avoid getting embarrassed. Where does Herbie's sons go to school? Clemson. Who do they play? Oh, so they play for? <laughs> so I wonder what coach he's talking to who thinks the teams are opting out of games because they're scared to play them. Yep. So what do we do with Ohio State? What happens? Did I don't think I learned anything tonight about the Buckeyes and their predicament. I think that I, I thought it was telling because Gary Barta was asked, says, you know, they, he was asked about the amount of games that teams have played and how that's impacting the rankings and they said he said that they gave consideration to texas a&m moving up to four and moving ohio state down to five but then they said nah, they just decided ohio state's the better team which tells me that as long as ohio state plays another game or two they're fine if their season gets canceled i feel like that that and a loss obviously but if their season gets canceled i think that's the only way they're going to be knocked out of the top four even with yeah, the I mean, scenario we just gave, kind of like that two ACC, two SEC, uh, I, it'll depend. If, if they yeah. play, if if they don't play another game, then yeah, they're easy to get rid of. But if they play these last two games against Michigan State and Michigan, and they're six and zero, and then they win the Big Ten title game, and they're seven and zero, I mean, how are you going to knock a seven and zero Ohio State team out for a one loss SEC team? I think you probably don't. If they can get to seven, I think I don't know. That feels like a more meaningful number than six. Um, but that's a very arbitrary thing to say. And and I also think that, I I also think that, um, like in a way to your point, Tom, that you just made about, uh, you know, Ohio state's kind of still in a, in a good position because they just said they they think they look better than A&M. You could make a case. They, they, they lose the ability to control their own destiny, but you could make a case that Ohio state's kind of golden if they don't play anymore, because what else? Yeah. Like, hey, another close game to Michigan State. Maybe the committee doesn't give them quite the benefit of the doubt they're giving them right now, because right now they're still got that that uh, golden view of what Ohio State is. Going back to reading the Phil Steele preview magazine, <laughs> and, and you know now, you know, it's, we're a long way from Phil Steele right now, and so Ohio State's got to prove it every week. And if they don't, then maybe they get more tempted to bump bump A and M above them. Bro, if you're just looking at depth charts, Ohio State is sick. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> now, if they still got the Phil Steels out in the the conference room in the committee meetings, then Ohio State's in good shape. Um, uh, no, I was interested about this because there was so much backlash to BYU being so low. I was going to not revel, but I was I was going to chuckle a little bit if the committee all of a sudden was going to do an about face on BYU. It would show that they're listening but they went double stubborn and did not do anything with BYU just to show how certain they were. Uh, Cincinnati, no big moves there. What's the, uh, 
What's the outlook? Coastal Carolina now checking in at number 18. What's the outlook for our dark horses right now? And don't just say they're out of the playoff. I'm just saying, like, you know, what's the path? Like, what are we, what are we looking for here? Uh, everybody to have their season canceled. <laughs> they're not okay, let's, oh, let me, I, let's, let's, let's simplify it to this. Is there, a, is there an amount of chaos? Let's just say Ohio State gets to um, where they're 4-0 right now. Let's say they finish at 6-0, no Big Ten championship next to their name. Is there a – what can Cincinnati get to, 11, 10? With two games against Tulsa? Pens. Like, that's the thing. I, let's say, I think let's the, say they got both the games. So that, what, what's that put them at, 11? Yep. Yeah. So, so can an 11-0 Cincinnati have any shot of getting in over a 6-0 Ohio State if, there's, if, there's, if the spot is there for the taking, given what's happened around them? 6-0 Ohio State? 6-0 and Ohio State, no Big Ten championship, beat Wisconsin in the consolation game by, uh, by eight. I would have no problem voting Cincinnati in, but this is where I think Tom is right. Ohio State. Comes in and, yeah, Ohio State gets in. And I think it's the same if Bama did only play four games and if Clemson only played four games. They have the luxury of having some cachet, which they've earned over time that the committee is going to respect and they read feel that feel steel too. Like I think it does matter. It's important to remember too, in all these conversations, there is no minimum game stipulation, right? Which is the dumbest thing they should have. They absolutely they should have should had have. one in a realistic, yeah. logical world. They have one, but again, <laughs> it's not about logic or realism. It's just about, we want to pick the teams we want. So who gets in? I'll give you the chaos. That I think I gave this last time. We've been over this a lot. Texas A&M beats, gets beat by Auburn this weekend. They're out, correct? Yes. They're out. Uh, Florida gets boat raced by Bama. They're, They're out, out, right? Notre Dame beats Clemson by two touchdowns. Clemson's out, right? With Trevor Lawrence healthy? Tom, Tom's With two not so losses? Sure. Tom's, Tom's not, not so sure. I got, I got to hear the rest of the scenario. Okay, so that I would assume that's Clemson out. Ohio State can't play this weekend. Can't play next weekend. They beat Wisconsin by seven and a lackluster performance, you know, okay, they beat them. Like, I, I, doesn't Cincinnati come into the conversation? No. Uh, you think, who, who with Oklahoma, Big 12, yeah. two-loss champ comes in? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I think I think they're right. going to go Power 5 route before they go. I feel like that, the, that chaos scenario you just gave <laughs> is the Pac-12's only chance. Like, if Washington wins <laughs> out, then the Pac-12's got a shot, if all that other stuff happens. So I, I feel like Washington has a better chance than Cincinnati does. Now, here's what Cincinnati needs to do. They need to, they need to keep Tulsa close in the first matchup so that Tulsa can get a quality loss jump up a few spots like North Carolina. Then, yeah. yeah. And then, and then you lay the smack down once you got them <laughs> at peak value and beat them by 35. I don't know. Then you got two top 25 wins under your belt. Or Sports if you're so Mike Oresco, who is always, <laughs> <laughs> or if you're Mike Oresco, commissioner of the American, you do a little outside the box thinking you say, you know what? We see you guys are supposed to play back to back. That doesn't do us any good. Let's just make that final game of the year the de facto American Conference Championship game. And then Cincinnati, BYU, hey, let's meet up December 19th. Let's have a game. And then all of a sudden, you beat Tulsa top 25 opponent. You've beaten BYU top 15 opponent. 
then all of a sudden your resume gets that much stronger. I don't know what appetite Michael Resco has for that. I, I would hope that everybody, because then BYU, I still think they're too far to make that move, but it would be a great win for BYU if they did that. Okay. One uh, point, which is not like it goes against the face of what you should strive for as a capital C competitor. But if oh, you're sent out the window, though, <laughs> if you're Cincinnati, I mean, do you do you want the fourth spot? Hell yeah, Hell yes. you do. Okay. <laughs> Hell yeah. I mean, we there was a listener who proposed that for Oregon in the middle of last season, and he and like the listener said in a mailbag, um, you know, I think that going to the Rose Bowl and winning it would be better than getting boat raced in the college football playoff semifinal like Oklahoma did. And Oregon went to the Rose Bowl, beat Wisconsin, and came out of there like with way better like program building feelings than if you had gone and gotten boat raced by LSU. Yeah, but you know what helps build your program more than feelings? The money you would get from being in the college football playoff. I think that money goes to the conference and I mean, the bragging rights are good. I think the money goes to the conference and gets dispersed. Like, I don't think the money that you get from the league, like, I don't know. We just, we we turn in our noses down at an extra million dollars in the budget now. (laughs) I'm just, I understand that if, if you're a capital C competitor, you want a shot at everybody. You want a shot at the national championship. I got it. Uh, I, I think you can make that case for like the Oregon example, but for the Cincinnati deal, it's like, this would be groundbreaking. This yes. would be the biggest, this would be the biggest accomplishment, the biggest achievement of any group of five team in the history of the what BCS era or whatever. Yeah. There'd be like a 30 for 30 on it in 20 years. Yeah. yeah. When they get beat by 42. <laughs> yes. <laughs> like, Still. I mean, do, do you understand that Desmond Ritter ain't lighting up Bama in the <laughs> national, I mean, in national semifinal, like he's doing to, you know, Memphis right now. No, nah, that ain't happening. All right, uh, what else stands out? Anything else from the uh, the rankings? Not really. I mean, uh, I don't know. Do you guys have anything? No, I'm tapped out. Those are... Uh... USC dropped out? Is that right? No, they're, no, they're at 20 if they drop Oregon two spots. Oregon staying uh, in was stupid to me. Like, yeah, I don't know. That would just seem stupid. Phil Steele. Hey, listen, that's, <laughs> Phil Steele. that's a Phil Steele Phil pick Steele, right there. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> Barton, I'm glad that you tagged that because that's a, there's some Phil Steele decision-making going on inside the uh, college football playoff sure. selection committee room. I mean, we've all been there. The problem is we usually get over it. Yeah, huh? I mean, if like Oregon State should have been in there instead of Oregon. I mean, they beat Oregon and they almost beat Washington. You know, why don't you just have Oregon State in there? Kind of feels like they were paired with Washington, where they put Washington in, but they don't really believe Washington is that much better than Oregon. Yeah. Just kind of like link them together, let them, let them play it out down the road. All right. Here you go, Pac-12. Here's a couple spots. <laughs> he is Tom Fernell. You can follow him on Twitter at Tom Fernell. You can follow him at Barton Simmons. You can follow him at Danny Cannell. You can follow me at Chip underscore Patterson. Gentlemen, thank you very much. Thank you. Picture this, it's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or 
I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.